102.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is The Jeff Ward Show. Hey, welcome to our little show. Here's the way it works. I riff on stuff and you respond. The phone numbers, you'll need them. 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027 on Twitter or X or whatever we're going to call it this week. It's at Jeff Ward Show. You can post your comments there. Get to the point. Please don't suck. Make the show better. That's at Jeff Ward Show. Make sure you subscribe to and check out the podcast that we drop each afternoon. The Jeff Ward Show podcast is available wherever you download your podcasts. Same with the YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. Uh, we post that each afternoon as well. The Jeff Ward Show on YouTube. I'm going to set this up by offering up something from a column in the USA Today. I don't think that I completely agree, but I will say this, that it's thought-provoking and uncomfortable, which is a good thing. And that is this. Has Aaron Rodgers damaged his legacy like Pete Rose, Barry Bonds, and Lance Armstrong? There you go. It's out there, I know. Has he? Now think about that. It is pretty thought-provoking, and a case is made that he has, but there you go. Put that one away. Just keep it in mind, because the biggest diva in all of sports is getting what he seems to like most, and that is the discussion being about him. Because if you didn't know it before, you should now. He is toxic Again, yep, I told you so. I'll repeat something I said yesterday, probably back in the summer when the drama was going on about if he wants to retire or if he's going to go to a dark room or play golf at Four Seasons or whatever he's doing that particular day. I think I said it more than once, and I know I said it yesterday, but here you go. Now you see why the Green Bay Packers let Aaron Rodgers walk out the door. Now you see why the Green Bay Packers said, please take the four-time MVP, a Super Bowl-winning Hall of Fame quarterback, off our hands. The reason is more clear than ever. Aaron Rodgers, the media-obsessed, ill-informed wacko, is ruining everything and almost everyone in his path. He's toxic, and because he's a toxic narcissist, the New York Jets should have never, ever gone here. What do they have to show for this? Now, um, guess what? As just a few hours ago, and I believe this came up yesterday on Buy or Sell. <laughs> Wasn't this part of Buy or Sell? The statement was that Aaron Rodgers would not be on ESPN anymore. You can now add ESPN talk show host Pat McAfee to the list of people and organizations saying, I can't take it anymore. Today, McAfee did what, at least for the short term, what the Packers did and said, please just go. Just go. The toxic narcissist does this to everyone. So here's what's reported now by the New York Post. It says, even Pat McAfee has had enough of the Aaron Rodgers drama. The ESPN host announced at the start of the Pat McAfee show, the Jets quarterback had made his final appearance of the season. Now, Rodgers was originally, it's reported, scheduled to appear throughout the playoffs. Rodgers' fourth season as a guest on the show ends in controversy. So, 
this is the way McAfee started. I think they started the show this way. What we do know is the guy that stopped by yesterday caused quite a conversation. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Now? Very usual. (laughs) Not like that. The, um... Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers Tuesday season four is uh, done. Yeah. Ah, complete season. There's going to be a lot of people that are happy with that. Myself included, to be honest. With the way it ended, it got real loud. Mm-hmm. And uh, real loud. I'm happy that that is not going to be my mentions going forward, mm-hmm. which is great news. We always, and this is legit, and I think I'm never going to act like people are out to get people. Sure. But throughout my life, there's been a lot of people that have definitely wanted to see me not do good because uh, I'm an uber-confident human being, loud. And if I think you're trying to hold me or my guys back, like, I'm an asshole, too. Certainly, have zero. <laughs> Don't need you. Hey, what are you? Nothing. Sweet. See ya. Keep- I, I mean, I guess that's it, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Look. So here's what's going to happen now. It's predictable as can be. The entire tinfoil hat crowd is very predictable. So the tinfoil hat Aaron Rodgers crowd, the followers, are going to say this. See, cancel culture. Now, understand, he was saying cancel culture a couple of days ago, even before McAfee canceled this going forward on the show. Now, the narrative is going to play like this. Because Aaron Rodgers, in the Aaron Rodgers orbit, um, and in the world of tinfoil hat followers, then this is what they do. It's, it's never about him being ill-informed and narcissistic. It's never about him not backing anything up. It's never about him being a wacko. It's about everybody else, and everybody else is out to get me. So you always do what you can. This is the tinfoil hat crowd and how it works. You just rearrange it and throw it back at someone else. Never finish a sentence or finish a thought. Just say, you're out to get me. You're just out to get me. It's Trump-like in the idiocy of the argument. They're just out to get me. So that's what's going to happen now. Okay? And he might have been in... He, I'm, I, I, I don't know what he meant by that. It would be nice if he were clear. But I think that's what he meant by, you know, people out to get me. Because uh, they're going to accuse him of that. So... It's everybody else's fault, but it's just like the Packers when they said he's in his own way and he's losing it and he's bad for business. This is exactly what I argued. And of course, the tinfoil hat crowd came after me when I said Elon Musk and Aaron Rodgers cannot stay in their lane. When they get out of their lane, it's bad for business. It's, they're bad for business. They're toxic and, and they get dumb. They're not dumb people, but they get dumb because the the fanboy, right-wing, tinfoil hat crowd sort of encourages them. And so Aaron Rodgers becomes bad for business. And McAfee is saying the same thing, I think. He's not fun. He's bad for business. So Aaron Rodgers and the tinfoil hat crowd will blame ESPN. Um, and I doubt it. You know, they're going to say, well, they, it was their idea. They want to cancel us. And, I, and, and I'm fine with going after the corporate types, but I doubt it. I really do. Because it makes perfect sense that it would end. Because McAfee, McAfee cutting ties with Aaron Rodgers does make sense. It makes a lot of sense. Um, it's, it doesn't fit the show. His dark arguments now don't fit 
Um, the problem I've had the other day with McAfee or anybody else that hosts a talk show is the same problem I have with, with practically anybody that doesn't challenge someone else. You've got to challenge people. I don't find it interesting or compelling if someone is not challenged. Uh, the fact that he let Aaron Rodgers ramble with baseless claims, one of which was a defamation suit waiting to happen, was a mistake by McAfee. And then sure enough, he took it to a toxic place, and sure enough, he became bad for business, and sure enough, he's saying, this isn't good for my show. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, the wacko, is bad for the McAfee show. Okay? His show was hugely successful because it's bro media, it's uh, have fun, minimize criticism, Keep it light. Keep it positive. Be friendly with celebrities, teams, players, and coaches. That's what it is. Okay? And Aaron Rodgers ends up in dark places. Not smart places. Ill-informed, stupid, wacko places. But he gets dark on a show that is based on being light and celebrity-obsessed. This is not a good fit. The show itself is very, very solid Gen Z targeting. Aaron Rodgers, the nut job, hijacked the show, and he went from fun and light to dark and stupid. It's bad for business. He's toxic. Good luck, New York Jets. Good luck. Look what you've done. Look what you have on your hands now. Now, the legacy, the interesting question now, the legacy of Aaron Rodgers. Nancy Armour writes a column for the USA Today. I find her stuff kind of whiny at times, uh, but her criticism of Aaron Rodgers, the ill-informed um, tinfoil hat guy, it sounds like everything I've said about him since last summer. But then she, she provides, I think this is interesting, a really thought-provoking twist, and you can decide for yourself if you agree. Or disagree. I don't, you know, that's cool. I think it's an interesting way at looking at where he is, or maybe even more importantly, like where this guy's legacy is going. Uh, USA Today. Aaron Rodgers continues to cling to conspiracy theories and grudges, tainting the legacy of one of the NFL's greatest quarterbacks ever. As shocking as it is to see one of the greatest players of his generation, she writes, one of the greatest quarterbacks the game has ever seen, become the subject of late-night punchlines, it's even more sad. The Aaron Rodgers career will no longer be limited to his one Super Bowl title, four NFL MVP awards, and countless superlative stats. It will also include the descent into conspiracy theories and misinformation. It wasn't the woke establishment that did this. The mainstream media isn't to blame. This is all Rodgers' own doing with the help of some of his friends on the Pat McAfee show, and he won't be able to outrun it no matter how many more seasons he plays. This is the game plan of the media, Rodgers said. This is what he said two days ago, and this is a constant cliché. This is the game plan of the media, he says. This is what they do. They try and cancel. And it's not just me. It's nowhere near just me. She writes, uh, he tried unsuccessfully to extricate himself from the hole he dug by suggesting Kimmel was a pedophile who would be linked to Jeffrey Epstein. Um, look, uh, st stop with the can The cancel thing drives me crazy. <laughs> it's just, it's so easy and not true. First of all, think it through, right? 
a guy who is claiming that he's being canceled, okay? He's being canceled while not being canceled. What do you mean, Jeff? You're not being canceled. You're sitting there on one of the biggest platforms in all of media, you doofus. You're saying everything you want, including things that are walking straight into a defamation case, and then you're going to tell me that you're being canceled. It's sort of like Alex Jones in a court case, standing in the, outside the courtroom, talking about the judge and saying they won't let me talk. What do you mean? You're talking. You're saying it, doofus. You're not canceled at all. You just are saying it. Um, so then she goes on. I think this whole legacy thing is, is pretty fascinating now. He goes on to say about cancel culture. Uh, they use these words to cancel people, and they want to. They ran with this because it's a crazy anti-vaxer wacko again talking about accusing of being a pedophile. Um, this is the game plan they use. Uh, that's another thing people like to do when they really don't have any arguments of criticism. They'll say they and they a lot. They is the devil, right? She writes, star athletes, like all of us, are the sum of their parts, good and bad. But society is usually willing to give our heroes a pass on their flaws, mistakes, until those shortcomings overshadow that which makes them great. Stay in your lane. Pete Rose can never separate himself from his gambling on baseball. Barry Bonds' records are forever tainted by the question of how much performance-enhancing drugs contributed to them. Lance Armstrong was undone by both his cheating and his scorched-earth campaign to keep it hidden. Rogers, think about this, Rogers now joins their ranks, someone whose failings are as noteworthy as his triumphs. Um, all right, do you agree or disagree with that? not something I thought about before. He's on his way, right? He's on his way to ruining everything. I, I've got an idea on, on how this ends, but do you agree that he belongs in that group? I don't think I do, but I, I, I see the point. I see the direction of this. She writes, he's become the kooky, cringy relative at family holidays, demanding to be taken seriously as a deep thinker challenging the establishment when what he's parroting is both nonsensical and easily debunked. That's such a good sentence. So true. Stop trying to prevent... Stop acting as if you're that deep when you're saying stupid stuff. Ooh, we're challenging the establishment. Being dumb is actually the establishment now. We have a dumb problem in this country. He's playing right into it. And it's easy to get cheered when you're dumb. Had Rogers simply not gotten vaccinated, she says, even been caught lying about it, it would have been a blip on the glittering resume, a footnote at the bottom of stories about him. But he has made his fight for truth the central theme of his narrative. And you can no longer, this is great, wish I'd said this, you can no longer separate Rogers the star quarterback from Rogers the quack. That's true. He's, I mean, as I said, He's ruining everything for himself by pretending to be something else. Okay. Um, now, the legacy of, of Aaron Rodgers. Do you agree with the Pete Rose, Barry Bonds, Lance Armstrong comparisons? I, I don't. I don't. But, I mean, I, I, li I like it. I like the thinking. Um, I don't, at least not yet. I don't see it yet. 
Here's my argument why I would say he's not there yet. She seems to make a pretty compelling argument. He is there, and that's cool. And if you agree, go ahead. I don't think he's there yet because... I hate to, def- I hate to even come across as defending someone so asinine, but Aaron Rodgers didn't cheat. I mean, he's not in that category, in my opinion. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't think he belongs there. You know, but if the argument is that he's a guy that's screwing up his legacy, then my claim to that is he's getting close. I don't even know at this point he's screwed up his legacy by being the wacko. Um, I don't put him in a category because I don't. he's not a cheater, necessarily, that I know of. And even if he was, the NFL wouldn't bust him on it. They wouldn't. They'll turn and look away. So he's not. He's not in their category as cheaters, and he's not. I don't think he screwed up his legacy yet. He's getting close. Now here's my answer back. He had better play next year, and he had better play well. And at that point, if he does, then I'm sure he can and will then I think it wipes out a lot of this wacko stuff because I think he's doing this out of out of boredom, out of narcissism. Um, you know, it's been a long time, to be fair. It's been a long time since he's played and played well. And the Packers weren't shoving him out the door because he was still lighting it on fire. He wasn't playing very well, and they didn't make the playoffs, and they do now. But I think a lot of this stuff goes away for a number of reasons if he plays next year and if he plays well. If he picks up the Jets off the mat, and I'm not sure he can, but if he were to pick up the Jets off the mat, that would be the story. And I think he'd let it be the story because he's just a narcissistic, toxic guy. Um, I think that will overshadow the Aaron Rodgers, the toxic nut. I think what has happened with him, just an observation when he gets bored. You know, I said a few weeks ago, when he's injured, he's going to act like a fool because he doesn't, he needs the attention. He craves the attention so much that if he's not getting it as a player, right, he, he wanted to be the one that saved the Jets. He wanted, he got, by the way, like with the Packers, they gave him everything he wanted and all of it has backfired. The offensive coordinator backfired. The receivers that he brought in backfired. Everything that he wanted to take there didn't work. But he craves the attention. And so when he's not playing and that stuff's not working, he goes to plan B, which is toxic nut job. So when he's not playing, that's when the conspiracy theories, and it's not just conspiracy theories. Here's another thing that bothers me about the whole crowd. I'm fine with a conspiracy theory or two. And you know what? There is sort of this cute conspiracy theory world. Okay? The bigger problem is, for him and a lot of people, is it's not just some UFO weirdo that you kind of laugh at. It's kind of a side hustle for them. Um, I'm not even, look, I'm a nuts and twigs guy myself. There's real anti-vaxxers out there that, you know, we're going to basically live off the, the earth. But he went down the Epstein path. So he went from quirky, funny, weird conspiracy theorist hippie to a darker, more dangerous nut. Aaron Rodgers, when he's not playing, and again, I don't put him in that category, you can't. I don't put him in that category with the others because he didn't cheat, and I'm not sure he's there yet. 
But I do agree with this, that it's, it's getting dangerous. His legacy is being compromised, no doubt. Um, but he went from no longer the fun hippie to the dangerous guy. He went from the UFO fun hippie to the guy now throwing around defamation suits. It's no longer cute and quirky. It's pathetic and sort of diabolical. You can agree or disagree. She put him in. <laughs> it's pretty extreme. And by the way, I believe that Pete Rose and Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I don't think you can completely separate the story of, of what they did as players and managers to uh, steroids and, and batting and stuff like that. But feel free to disagree. She put him in the category of Pete Rose, Barry Bonds, and Lance Armstrong. Fair? Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. Hey, bro, listen to the Jeff Ward Show. Well, you better like that, kid. All right, 512-834-1027 on Twitter. It's at Jeff Ward Show. Uh, some of the tweets at Jeff Ward show. Many people believe Kurt Schilling would be in the Hall of Fame if not for his inflammatory rhetoric. Maybe the controversy took just enough votes away to keep him out. Probably a better comparison. But if Rogers is in the Hall of Fame one day, he shouldn't be compared to the people you mentioned. Uh, well, he will be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I, I think no matter what he says, to be honest. Uh, at Jeff Ward show, no, Aaron Rodgers does not belong in the same group with Pete Rose, Barry Bonds, and Lance Armstrong. His transgressions, if that's what you want to call them, have nothing to do with the sport he played. A good journalist would understand that distinction. Uh, I don't know if you mean that to me. I'm not. I'm a talk show host. I don't. Uh, I will tell you what I think. I thought I was pretty clear about that. Am I confusing you about that? Um, now, listen, I, I think um, it depends on how you look at it. I tend to agree with, with your tweets that I don't, I don't know that I put him in that category. It seems like different arguments. But, but I think one of the things she's arguing is here's a modern-day superstar. Now, think of it this way. Here's a modern-day superstar who is becoming kind of a joke, whose off-the-field comments is becoming kind of, a, kind of a joke. I'll give you another comparison. And I think the reaction is different. The same thing happened with Terrell Owens. Okay? Let me explain. Terrell Owens, if you just look at the numbers, it's a ridiculously good career. This is a long career, a dominating wide receiver. But Terrell Owens, throughout his career because of he was just kind of a diva off the field and people just get sick of him, that it took away from what people thought. You know, I still to this day would argue with you that Terrell Owens is probably one of the five best receivers of the last 30 years, maybe even a list of three best receivers. But most people wouldn't take it that way because most of what you take away from Terrell Owens is, I can't stand that guy, he's a diva. Same thing is happening to Aaron Rodgers, is that... And this, I do think, is an argument, and I do think it's true, is that it becomes a point where he's become 
the first thing most people that comes to mind now is what a goofball, what a jackass, and not Aaron Rodgers, the player. Now, that's, that's partly his own fault because he's not playing, and he hasn't been playing, and hasn't been playing well. So it's a, it's a narrative, you know, Terrell Owens, even while Terrell Owens was successful in dominating games, and he did, man. I mean, that guy, I, don't, I have to pull up the numbers, but they're ridiculous. Terrell Owens was still delivering stats, and people didn't like him, and he, became, he sort of ruined the conversation about him. Aaron Rodgers has not been doing much for a couple of years. But I think that's, that's part of her argument is it's not, it's not about being a Hall of Fame. I think it's about... It's about what you do off the field is ruining what people think of you on, the legacy. And I think it's true. I think he better play. He better play next year, and he better play well, and the Jets better have some success. Because two things will happen. One, the narrative and the legacy is going to change how you think about him. And number two, if he's not playing and not playing well, that's when he acts like a fool. That's when he needs that, uh, he's got that Trump-like obsession with media. Even if you're laughing at me, he doesn't even know the difference, I don't think, at this point. He just needs to know that camera's pointed at him and everyone's talking about him. Don't send me that tweet. You're talking about him now. Shut up. I do a talk show. I hate that argument, too. Yes, people talk about him. Yes, he's making it that way. Uh, At Jeff Ward Show, Aaron Rodgers posted the Keepers of Odd Knowledge Society Posted on, posted on the Keepers of Odd Knowledge Society message board that Fauci is controlling Jeff Ward. Oh, well, yeah, he is. Fauci. Better believe he is. All right, here you go. It's uh, reported today. This is going to sound ridiculous. Ranking the best quarterbacks in the playoff field, 1 through 14. Check yourself right now. Ranking... The quarterbacks in the playoff field, 1 through 14. Here is, I think this is Yahoo Sports. I couldn't disagree more. And the way I'm going to argue with all of you is, we're not talking about a career. We're talking about right now, present day. I think I phrased it recently, the hottest quarterbacks going into the tournament. Think of it that way. Not the best quarterbacks of all time, because you know where this is going. All right, so here is the ranking. I don't agree. Just I don't agree at all. <laughs> uh, number one, Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. Number two, Joe Flacco, Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns are better with Joe Flacco than Deshaun Watson. Uh, three, Matthew Stafford, Rams. Uh, four, Jalen Hurts, Eagles. Five, Jared Goff, Lions. Six, Josh Allen, Bills. Seven, Brock Purdy, 49ers. Eight, Baker Mayfield, Buccaneers. Nine, nine. Dak Prescott, Cowboys. Um, 10, Lamar Jackson, Ravens. 11, Jordan Love, Packers. 12, Mason Rudolph, Steelers. C.J. Stroud, Texans. And Tua is 14. Okay, that's just absurd. Now, that may be just in how how much playoff experience they have. Those are not the best quarterbacks going into the tournament right now. Not. I didn't, no doubt Mahomes is going to be one of the best players of all time. He's not the hottest quarterback, anywhere near the hottest quarterback going into the tournament right now. You know who the hottest quarterback going into the field right now is? It's Dak Prescott. It is. I mean, it's, uh, it, 
it's not even a better argument can be made for Lamar Jackson. Said so going into the playoffs right now, no one is playing better at that position than Dak Prescott. I go this way. I would go Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, C.J. Stroud, Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, then Josh Allen, who is, you know, Josh Allen is, is a great watch always because it's going to be spectacular in a good way, and it's going to be spectacular in a bad way. Then there's Tua. Then there's Patrick Mahomes. And yes, I just said Patrick Mahomes is ninth. And the reason why Patrick Mahomes is ninth is if the measurement is going into the playoffs right now, their offense is just not very good. It's not. Is it all his fault? Not really. No. It's just not a very good offense. That's just the truth right now. Oh, he's going to be one of the best players of all time. But right now, going into the tournament, he's probably nine. Then there is uh, Joe Flacco. I said it. He's 10. Um, I'd probably say Baker. I already said Baker Mayfield. Mason Rudolph, yes, is playing better than Jalen Hurts. Um, Jared Goff would be, I've already mentioned Jared Goff. You know, then, then you get down to, I mean, I don't know if it, then you get to Jordan Love. Then you get to Mason Rudolph, then you get, I mean, that's the end of it. But those first 10 to 12, I think, are just reality. I mean, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is 9, and Jalen Hurts is probably 12. I think I think the Eagles are one and done. I think the Eagles might have to get a new coach next year. And oh, by the way, Pete Carroll is out. Head coach of the Seahawks, who I believe 24 hours ago, when asked, for good reason, he's been around forever, when asked, would you be back for another year? He said, yes. Well, today the answer is no. So Pete Carroll is out. Uh, that's an interesting gig. There's an interesting guy. I don't think, unlike Belichick, I don't think Pete Carroll goes and is a head coach again. I don't. I don't get that feeling. Um, I don't know how big the market is for 70-something-year-old coaches right now. But there's going to be two on the market, Belichick and Pete Carroll. All right, 512-834-1027 on Twitter. It's at Jeff Ward Show. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. the Jeff Ward Show podcast where the aliens are going to come and get you. On 102.7 ESPN. Now back to the Jeff Ward Show. Shut up, smoker voice. So what happens when you get busted for cheating as a head coach in college football? Let's see, the track record is pretty remarkable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was the spying scandal at Michigan with the uh, porn star Connor Stallions. There's that. One of my favorite scandals at Michigan has been the assistant coach that was hacking into computers on campus. Then the feds showed up for that one. Uh, Let's see. What else? Oh, yeah, there was the guy brought in, I want to say a recruiting coordinator, but I'm not sure. They was dropping in-bombs in notes. That went well for recruiting. There's that. So Jim Harbaugh this past season was suspended more games than he coached. What does that get you? You think the school would be fed up with it? You think the school would have enough of that stuff? Well, true to form, 
If there's a headless body in the car and you win, it doesn't matter. Jim Harbaugh has been offered by Michigan 10 years, $125 million. So much for cheating. Wait a minute. The guy that may... I mean, think about this. I don't think Michigan ends up losing... I told you my argument for Michigan would be this. If you don't want... If you think the NCAA or whatever the governing body is going forward, which I'm not sure anybody really knows, but if you really thought there was a legitimate chance that you could be forced to vacate that championship, you would serve him up, wouldn't you? And say, look, uh, Jim did this. This was on him, his watch. The players had nothing to do with it. It was Jim and some weirdo Cohen Brothers-like group that uh, had this cheating, you know, this spying scandal. It was all on him. But he's gone now. So he left anyway. We wanted him out the door, and he wanted out the door. So the guy that did this stuff is not here, so please cut us some slack. That, I think, would be a fairly compelling argument for Michigan. Not now. They've offered him <laughs> 10 years, $125 million. I assume there's no, there's no carve-out that says, hey, but, but if we get busted for your cheating... We don't have to pay you a single penny. You would like to think that someone would never be as dumb as Texas A&M again. It sounds like somebody may be doing the same. Now, granted, I think the Jimbo, the Jimbo Fisher is half the coach that Jim Harbaugh is. Either way, you wouldn't have a carve-out about the cheating scandal, really? I don't think they do. So what's on the table now, what's reported... Um, is that Michigan has offered, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network says Michigan has offered Harbaugh a 10-year, $125 million contract. It prohibits him from talking to NFL teams in 2024. That's it. He has a current contract that runs through 2026. (sighs) They would offer him, it's also reported, a shorter-term deal that would pay him about $11 million a year. So in other words, even though the guy was suspended more in the games than he coached, you've offered him anything that he wants to stay. With the risk, you might be forced to vacate the games. Now, what's interesting about this is it's reported now that Michigan had offered them, he's had this offer for a while now and hasn't signed it. Now, I think it would be a foolish move to sign it right now. There was no reason to sign it today. There's no reason to sign it a week ago. You might as well listen to NFL teams because if you follow what they're trying to do, the only thing they care about, okay, they're not saying you don't get paid a penny if you cheat again. No, they would not do that. They're just saying the deal's off if you talk to the NFL again. Their only concern is it doesn't matter that he stays or go or goes – They just want to make sure that he's not talking to the NFL. Cheat all you want while you're there, Jim. Cheat. No worries. Hadn't signed it yet. I'd be surprised if he signed it. Um, And I assume he can make more in the NFL. I assume, although, you know, I don't know if an NFL team's going to give him 10 years. I don't know. Probably not. But he might have enough leverage right now. The, The... The openings of the jobs now with Seattle, 
just helps Jim Harbaugh even more. More jobs that are open, I think, gives him more leverage with Michigan and other teams. So it's not, it's not a bad move that he hasn't signed it. But if you were ever under the impression that there was some reason why they might have some ethics and say, listen, bud, we're not going to offer you 10 years. You, 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 you got suspended half the season. You're constantly in trouble. There's constantly drama. We, 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 you know, good luck to you. No, they've done just the opposite. 10 years, $125 million. Is it fully guaranteed? I don't know that we know that yet. I wouldn't be surprised that it was. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised if this is a Jimbo, Jimbo Fisher-like contract and if there are other Jimbo Fisher-like contracts that are out there. You know who this helps? Steve Sarkeesian. Look what this is doing to the market. Look what it's doing to the market. Once the word gets out that it's a 10-year, $125 million deal, uh, $12 million a year is going to be the going rate. No, Steve Sarkeesian won't get $12 million a year. He'll start getting close. That's what this is doing to the market. And there'll be long-term deals, which is foolish. I don't think Jim Harbaugh goes back. Um, I think it would be the best thing for Michigan for him to move quick. Um, I think he wants the NFL. I think he wants a Super Bowl. I think, and I don't blame him for it. I don't know how long it'll take to get it. It's tougher. It's tougher than college. It's much, it's a much tougher gig. And he knows that. But so much for we're not going to tolerate that cheating stuff on our watch anymore. <laughs> He already got a bonus. He got a bonus in the game in which he didn't coach. He got a bonus. That's how tough the college football world is. All right, 512-834-1027 on Twitter. I'll read some tweets. Oh, you're flipping out. The tinfoil hat crowd on Twitter or X or whatever it's called this week. It's at Jeff Ward Show. Make sure you check out the Jeff Ward Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Pass the ball to the Jeff Ward Show. On 102.7 ESPN. Now back to the Jeff Ward Show. All right, some of the tweets. At Stanley Oral posts, uh, I don't believe Aaron will be quiet for too long. He can't stand being out of the spotlight. Some of the talk show hosts looking for clicks, likes, will pick him up. Aaron is probably steaming with jealousy every time he hears about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. <laughs> you know, I, I feel badly. Nah, is that the right way to put it? Yeah, I do feel badly for McAfee. Um, not surprised that, you know, Aaron Rodgers did what he did. Not surprised at all. It's that, you know, here McAfee, it worked really well. It did. Look, and Aaron Rodgers doing that whole, what are you going to do, man? Are you going to play again, man? It was great drama and great buildup. It was the, you know, every week it became the place to get what he's going to do next. And it matters. But here's McAfee doing that bro media light show, light topics, I mean, and fun and perky. And then Aaron Rodgers just takes him into a dark place. I mean, it's... And I, th I think they might, might have been friends away from there. I think that's how it originally started. Plus, they pay him. Okay. Um, at Jeff Ward Show, I think the primary argument is what will Rodgers be remembered as? 
Whether or not you think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame doesn't change the fact that you immediately, this is from at Saul Feliz. Whether or not you think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame doesn't change the fact that you immediately think gambling when you hear his name. Rodgers is on track for being remembered for off-the-field stuff versus on-field brilliance. Yeah, I mean, I do think that's an argument. I do. And I don't know, you know, I, I wonder if people are there yet. It's up to your own opinion, but is, it, is he such a whack, danger now, toxic wacko that you don't know him for his ability? And the fact is, he hasn't played enough. Right? I mean, we are a 30-second memory culture. We're a TikTok culture. The guy hasn't played at all. He hasn't played at all for two years. We don't know anything about him in two years. I think, I think he can change the narrative a great deal if the Jets thing works. And I think it's a big if. Imagine if he says, I'm back and I'm ready to go and I'll pick, you know, I'll, I'll pick this franchise up and he doesn't play well. Forget the injury. He just doesn't play well. I think it's entirely possible because it's not, I, I don't know how, their offensive line is horrible. It's not just bad, it's horrible. It's dangerously bad. Then I think that legacy is really going to be in bad shape. How many times do I have to say, Jets, you fools? Now you know why that owner, that moron, why he keeps losing. At Jeff Ford Show, Rebel Chuck posts, the journalist I was referring to was the writer who wrote the piece, not you, Jeff. It was obvious you understood the distinction immediately. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I do think she's, I do think her argument's interesting, and that is about the legacy. I mean, I think part of what she's saying is not just that, you know, debating the Hall of Fame of, of Bonds and Rose and, you know, I mean, debate the legacy of Armstrong. You know, at what point, I think the, I, I think my comparison with, with uh, Terrell Owens is, is a pretty good one. Terrell Owens was an easy guy to dislike off the field. He just got sick of his drama. And his drama overshadowed a spectacular career. Brian Bosworth... I know it's crazy to bring that up, but I've argued before. I remember doing, uh, being a part of a documentary about him, and I said, look, I don't think people understand what a great player he was, a college player he was, a dominant college player, because the off-field stuff, and this is before social media, the off-field stuff took away from the on-field talent. And I imagine guys like that years later, it sucks. Um. And I think that's the question now with Aaron Rodgers. They're becoming such... The one group that will always like him are going to be those message board losers who are the tinfoil hat guys. They love this stuff. They are tenacious in pushing conspiracy theories. But the mainstream fan, the mainstream football fan, even fans of celebrity, he's got to be getting dangerously close to ruining what you think of him as a player. Especially now, now think about this, especially now the Packers have made the playoffs without him. That's got to piss him off. And I think that might be fueling some of this crazy behavior. Is that that's, that, it's got to be pissing him off. He knew, even though he tried to twist it, he knew because the Packers didn't fight like crazy to keep him. They didn't do that at all. So he knew, oh man, you guys are going to let me go? You're going to let me go? You jackasses. 
And then, yeah, they did. And then they turn around and make the playoffs with the guy they drafted to replace him. That pisses him off. And I think part of what's happening now, him going all in and going all wacko, even, I mean, he's trying to get wackier and wackier. Darker and darker. I think it's partly to do with the fact that they're, they're having a good year. If they were, <laughs> if they were to pull off an upset of Dallas, I don't think so. I think Dallas rolls them. If Jordan Love and the Packers pulled off an upset of the Cowboys, they would be the story of the weekend, and it would set his hair on fire. Make sure you check out the Jeff Ward Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.